uh, my privilege to introduce our, our guests this morning on behalf of the Missions Committee of you, our church, and uh, it's my great privilege to do that. Was Friday hot where you live? I, uh, Friday afternoon, I was shocked. I was sitting in my easy chair. It was uh, 5.30 in the afternoon, looked out in my, on my deck with a thermometer on the wall that said 110 degrees. And I was transported back in time to my time in Ecuador. Uh, I thought, you know what? I think we could grow bananas in Ontario after all. <laughs> Ontario, or, uh, Ecuador, of course, being directly on the, on the equator. Uh, very beautiful place. Uh, if, uh, I always was impressed with the country of Ecuador. If you want to make it big in that country, either do one of two things, either sell brake parts for vehicles or grow bananas. I want to leave you very quickly and not take any of our guests' time, but I'll, in my time there, I, I had two impressions that were deeply ingrained into me. One, we were on a bus traveling by a huge Catholic church with a giant cemetery with a cement wall around all of that compound. And the missionary I was traveling with said to me, it's very interesting what's happening there because it's a country very deeply entrenched in Catholicism, much greater than we'll ever see here. And he said, you know, if your family doesn't provide the funds to care for your grave after a period of time, they take your remains, throw them over the back wall, and put somebody in who's a paying customer. And the other thing is, I learned very quickly, uh, the uh, group that we were with in the morning, we would get on a bus and go to their work site. And uh, I was a little bit late. I had a half a handful of candies in my pocket, and I threw them to some kids who were waiting in that area beside the bus, and I was feeling pretty good about that. And the bus driver looked at me, and he said, well, those kids took that really well. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, in this country, you only throw things to the dogs. As a missionary, is the study of language and culture important? You bet it is. It's very important. Our guests this morning are Wesley and Jessica Cranenberg and their family. Uh, they presently live in Scotland, not the British Isles, Scotland, Ontario, and attend the Fellowship Baptist Church in Burford. They are seeking God's direction with the intention of committing themselves to missionary service in Ecuador beginning in early 2023. That will be here before we know it. And they were made aware of the needs of that uh, country through ABWE, which is a cross-borders for world evangelism. Along uh, with working alongside another missionary family, they hope to use their experiences and qualifications to develop relationships and share the hope of the good news of Christ. And they are anticipating beginning a two-year term by moving to and living amongst the people of Santa Elena, learning the culture and loving the people. Wesley and Jessica, welcome to Auburn on behalf of our church and the missions committee. Thank you so much for traveling all the way from Scotland. We look forward to what you have to say. Please come. Well, Dave, you 
really were able to speak and put that into a nutshell, what we had to say today. Well done. Uh, that was impressive. Uh, I, I, also, I also want to thank Lynn and Elaine and the team that were up here for bringing us into God's presence. It's that song that, that was sung. You know that there will be many different languages together singing as one, just as, as Lynn had mentioned in Peru. We were, when we were in Ecuador, the worshiping amongst people of another language, you ha- until you experience it, you don't know. It just brings you right into the presence of God. Uh, so Jessica will introduce us a bit more shortly, but I do want to mention uh, a couple connections that, that we may have. Uh, we just came back from Mishawa. Jessica and myself, we had a, a week there of, of vacation. My family grew up there going all the time, and we've been going there for several years, 10 or 11 years. Um, Levi, our youngest, was, was there at, uh, at teen camp. Um, well, at Mishawa, this is where I met someone, I, I just confirmed that it is true that, um, that Jeremy Shewart, was my, he was my counselor there, and I, I met him through that. But another, another connection with him is... Uh, do you, does anyone here remember sending a team to Florida, a team of, a team of teens? No, Teen Mission International. Well, I was part of a team where Jeremy and some of the youth from this church went down and ministered at a short, in a short-term mission trip down there. So it's already very obvious that this church is, is committed to missions, uh, Mishawa as well as where we met, the Bechtels. We, so I believe you also support them. And they, they're such a, an amazing family as well. So as we've already been introduced, we are Wesley and Jessica Cranenberg. You can see our four children there. But they might be a little clearer on the screen here for you. So our oldest son on this side is Josiah. Flipping to the other side, our second son is Caleb. And then Chloe Ann and Levi. And in this picture, we're standing in our Ecuador yellow uh, on a soccer pitch. I don't know if you know, but everybody in Latin America loves soccer. So we're not very good at soccer, but we will have to learn it as we go. Speak for yourself, my love. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we continue on, I'm going to read a passage of scripture from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For the by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So two 
Last year, we were able to spend two weeks in Ecuador for our survey trip. And a survey trip is a trip where you can go and survey the land that God is calling you to. So we were there for two weeks. We got to meet our team, Team Ecuador, and uh, we got to meet a lot of different people as well. The missions agency that we're going with is ABWE Canada, and it stands for Cross Borders for World Evangelism. It was founded almost 100 years ago by a man named Raphael Thomas. He was a missionary doctor in the Philippines, and he was told that he was no longer allowed to talk about Jesus. So he did not think that was appropriate, so he came back to North America, but he had a team of supporters around him that wanted to send him back. So they created a new agency, called themselves ABWE, and sent him back to the Philippines where he was able to work on people's spiritual and physical needs. The core of ABWE is the Great Commission, to go out and preach the gospel, make disciples, and baptize. So we were in Ecuador. The first full day that we were there, I was throwing the keys, the keys to drive the vehicle. And in the cities in Ecuador, the driving is slightly different than around this rural area of Auburn, very, very different. And so I took, I'm always up for a challenge, took the wheel and went driving. I was following Jeff, Jeff and Deanne. They are team members there with, at, the, at the church, driving them to church on Sunday morning. Jessica and I were supposed to give our testimony of how God is working in our, in our lives and, and directing our path. And our path in this journey started to change. He took several right turns. Now, most of you might know that if you turn right and continue to turn right, you end up on the same path that you were on. And I was confused. We did it because our team members had seen a family, a young family with children, a couple bags, parents, just standing on the side of the road. It became very real to us the very first day we were there. These, this family was in need. There were Venezuelans coming down for a better life, trying to find a place to, to have that better life, and that's all they had was what, was what was with them. So we stopped, we pulled over, and we took out of the back of our, our Ford Explorer was these, these boxes, big boxes of tuna cans. So we were able to actually supply them with some of their physical needs just at that time of tuna, of oh, we gave them crackers as well. And, but we wanted to maybe give them some spiritual um, food as well. And we invited them to come to the church that we were going to speak at. So they came. Sorry, I, I just gave a spoiler. Anyway, so we were, we were speaking as we were speaking up there, sharing our testimony. We saw them walk in. And that what an honor and a blessing it was to see them walk in. The whole, actually, it was, it was so great. We, everyone stopped. Like, they're here, they're here. And we ministered to them, and they got to hear the word of God. Um, first day, what a story. We'll be living amongst the people, as, as David mentioned already, living there and building relationships with people. We're doing it in several different ways. We'll talk about that shortly. But Jessica's going to mention a few people that we did meet. So only being there for two weeks, we met a lot of people. We were surprised with how many people we did meet. But two of them kind of stand out in my mind. One of them was Fred. 
One night, we were told that we needed to go find supper on our own. We needed to fend for ourselves, and we were a little apprehensive. We did not have a lot of Spanish at the time, and we were very not sure if we could find food, number one, or order food in Spanish. So all six of us start walking out the main street of Bayanita, and we found a little fish and chips store. And we walked in there thinking, you know, we could order fish and chips. This will be okay. So we went in there, and Fred was the owner of this restaurant, and he talked to us, and he was so excited to see us. We were the only ones in the restaurant. He, while we ate, he talked to us. <laughs> he talked to us the whole entire time. I'm not entirely sure everything that he said, but he was from Peru, and he wanted to tell us about his homeland and He wanted to take pictures. He is the man up, I don't know what side, that side, in the yellow. So we took pictures with him. Another man that we met, was his name was Wilson. And he had physical disability and was not able to move around very well. And so we went as a team, went to his apartment, and somebody helped him down to the road. And we stood in a big circle and sang worship songs with him and prayed with him and were just an encouragement to him. And he was an encouragement to us as well. So as was mentioned, we are we're going down to use some of our skill set. I'm a trained phys ed teacher, and my children love sports, all types of sports. And yes, we do play soccer, though it may not be our strength. Um, so many different sports, and we're going to be using that as sort of a springboard to get to know people, to bring people together, and to to meet them on a personal level. After we are able to build relationships with them, we will have opportunities of sharing the gospel in a personal way. You'll notice on the screen a strange picture of our son Levi with a blue stool on his head. We invented a game called stool basketball. We were visiting a family. Uh, We visited many, many families. This family had two young children, Naum and Samuel, and we ate a small lunch with them, and they wanted to to find out about us, just like everyone did wherever we went. They wanted to know about us. Well, he brought a basketball out, but there was no hoop around. There we go. Blue stool on Levi's head. So we started throwing balls at Levi, and the smiles on everyone's faces, well, I'm not sure if Levi's smiling, but the smiles on everyone's faces were were priceless, just playing a fun game of stool ball. Another family uh, was from Venezuela. They were there, and and their family, there was many, multi-generation together. So there was a father, son, his wife, and and a child, the, the daughter. Well, I'm not sure how much you know. Maybe you watch some Major League Baseball. Venezuelans are pretty good at baseball, and they don't really care about soccer in, in general. So we asked him if we wanted to play soccer. He said no. We, we brought out a bat. It's actually a bat on a back table, a, a plastic bat, and we started playing a little wiffle baseball game. Again, smiles on their faces as we were able to engage over a meal and through sport with this family from Venezuela. As we make these connections and these relationships with the people, we will be inviting them to the local church. Wesley said Jeff and Deanna are team members, and they are the pastors here at this church. It's called La Conexión Peninsular. And they, we were privileged to be able to spend two weeks with them. The first week we shared our testimony, and the second week Wesley preached with an interpreter. 
which was an interesting story all to itself, but we're not going to get into that. Um, you can see the people of the church on the screen there, wonderful, God-loving people, and very serving. Many of the people invited us to their homes and fed us, and even one of the families came to the home we were staying at and made us arepas, and that was pretty yummy stuff. Yeah, there are little pockets of goodness. <laughs> So we are, we are planning on being a part of this church and bringing people into the church that we meet through the sports. Um, one of the people that is being brought up to serve at this church, um, Jeff and Deanne were going back on furlough last Christmas, I guess, and they were kind of worried about leaving the church. It's only a three-year-old church, so they were kind of worried about leaving them for a year. And he came up to him and he said, You are not the church. We are the church, and we will be fine. Go, do what you need with your family. We will be fine. And so we are excited to go. We are going to be bringing teams down when we are there, teams from Canada, the States, to help out in different activities. Perhaps you might be part of that team. We already talked about how this church has sent people. So the, the idea is we'll be running some outreach events with these teams that come down. We might have some, some sports camps, some tournaments where we have speakers come in, some bigger things, as well as the grassroots building of relationships that we talked about. Here's an example of a team that came down. Uh, you can see the back of the Ford Explorer. We had to move all those boxes of tuna to fit everyone in there. And that's how we traveled, traveled around, around the area like that. Now, this team that came down were men and women of all shapes and sizes and all ages and all abilities and skills. Um, and, and they came, and we worked together to, to do these events. Uh, one such event was where we, we started traveling down a dirt road, and we saw this village. Now, this was planned in advance, but we saw a village of block homes. Open doors, no windows. And as we're driving around, we, we see children standing at the doors. We pulled in to this one area, communal area, where they had this tree canopy, and we started setting up shop there. So we had, we had um, balloon animals going and a game called spike ball that the children would join in, and, and we had, what else did we have? Speakers and, and testimony and drama that our children were able to be part of. And Caleb even played a little bit of Amazing Grace on a small piano that they had there. And this was an amazing opportunity for these children. It, was, it, was, it reminds me of Matthew 19 when Jesus said, let the little children come, where all these children just started coming and hearing about the gospel. Our last night in Ecuador, we were taking up to the Talblazo, which is a hill that overlooks the entire peninsula. The peninsula is consisted of four different cities, and they're kind of like all squished up together. As you drive through, you don't know where one ends and the next one begins. But there are about 300,000 people in the peninsula or on the peninsula. And as we were standing there, the sun went down and all the lights of the cities started coming on. And Jeff said, 
try to picture about 100 lights. Out of those 100 lights, only two to five of those people claim to know or have the hope of Christ. The rest are living in darkness. They, are, they believe they have to do good works and rituals that have been passed down, Ecuadorian-type rituals, that they are just ingrained with, and they think that that is going to make God love them. And you and I both know that the only way to God is through the work of Jesus on the cross. And so we're super excited to break that, break those chains and bring the hope of Christ to Ecuador. So as we stood there, we prayed that God would allow those people, those lights, to spread the light to their workplaces, to the people that they meet every day, that God would open the hearts of the people that they spoke to, but also that God would send more people to Ecuador. The harvest is ripe. They are so eager to hear about Jesus, and they, they listen, and they're so excited about that hope in Christ. And so we prayed that God would send more people to Ecuador as well. One such light that Jessica referred to was a family, Juan and Yessi. So Juan and Yessi have a couple children, and after we had spoken and given a testimony, Juan came right up to me immediately after and said, we need you, or I need you to come and tell my students. He's, he's a teacher, a school teacher, and he has a heart for his, his students to know the word, to know the gospel. So we were able to set up a time for that week, later in that week, to come and to, to share a bit about how God is using us and, the, and how he loves each one of them. So he, he invited his neighbors, neighbor children, his students, his children, and they gathered together in a very small home, all together. We played some games, had some food, and then we were able to, to hear testimony after testimony from Jeff and Deanne, from us, from the children, from, and question after question. Now, Jessica is still in touch with, one of those, with a couple of those ladies from that gathering where she's able to counsel, and it's been a blessing. I would say daily you're in touch with her. And this, this ministry... This was the first time that the youth had ever gathered together there in this type of, through this ABW ministry. And we're looking forward so much to continue that and to see this grow as we head back. It was such a rich blessing. So the big question is, why Ecuador? Why now? Many missionaries at this stage in their lives, they're coming back on furlough. They're getting their children university age comfortable in university, back into the North American lifestyle, and we're kind of doing the opposite. It kind of feels like we're backwards, sometimes a little too old to learn a new language, perhaps. But when God tells you to do something, you listen to him. So it was 2019, and we were doing several different Bible studies at our church. Wesley with the men's Bible study, me with the women's Bible study, and we had a family Bible study as well in our family devotions every day. And so four or five different studies, and oddly, or perhaps godly, they were all focused on the same thing. If we, in this year, are radically loving Jesus, 
What does that look like? How do we look any different than the rest of the world? And so we kind of took a long look at our family, and we have four great children. We've planned for their future. We've planned for our own future. We've got a nice home. But maybe building our own kingdom here wasn't what God had planned for us. He gave us a verse at that time, and it's part of the passage that I read earlier, Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. So we were grappling with this, and we were having morning devotions with our family one morning, and I said, what if God wants us to leave? What if he wants us to leave the comfort of North America and go? And our oldest son, Josiah, very logical, very critical thinking, very black and white, he's like, Mom, the New Testament is full of Jesus saying, go, go and make disciples, leave, go out. And and I, I looked at Wesley and I was like, yes, it does. <laughs> and he did not know, he was 16 at the time, that he was confirming something that God had already laid on our hearts as his parents. So I just have a a quick message, or we have a quick message for you here on chapel. And it's a message for us as well. Uh, So this morning, as we are standing up here, you've heard a sampling of some of our stories. A bit about our giftings and our our passion, our passions, and, and how our family is joining God in mission in Ecuador. So now... We want you to be reminded that each one of you has a number of gifts or has gifts that God wants to use. That was also read in Romans. And you as members of the body of Christ, uh, we need to work as a team. So we're here to encourage you to put your desire to serve Christ at the forefront of your lives. Offering your first fruits as an offering to the Lord of the Harvest. Uh, I was told that you saw a short video of us last week. Now, in that video, it mentioned in Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 to 38, that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Now, you are called to be one of these workers. Uh, we, we pray that God will give you the clarity on how you will join his mission. Now, it might be in your Jerusalem, this area. It might be in Judea, Samaria, or perhaps even to the uttermost parts of the world. But we do pray that you will be able to know where that is. So as part of the body of Christ, his team, one thing that we all know is that we are called to share the Christ's love and the good news. His news is the only, that good news is the only thing that brings eternal salvation. Now you just might join a short-term mission trip. You might end up being a full-term missionary. So maybe start thinking about how you could help. You might partner with people who are already going to the ends of the earth. But we know 
that you will be you are called to keep everyone in prayer <clears throat> whether you're sharing Christ's love wherever you are the work your workplace the car show the beach the store your family it's so important that you know this that we are promised that when we no longer conform to the patterns of this world that we will be able to know what God's will is for us his good pleasing and perfect will so as you consider partnering with us whether as a church or individually we want you to know that if you partner with a missionary you become part of that mission it's like we're an extension of Huron Park in Ecuador so Wesley's going to tell you how you could do that okay this is a fun part because we get to talk to some of you individually. So we're looking forward to seeing some of you after the service to come up and, and meet with us at the back table. You would have walked past and seen the table with some, some display. We would love to have a chance to speak with you there or at another date. But you can sign up for our prayer letter. It comes out monthly where you can find uh, keep an update of, of our progress and getting to Ecuador um, for the moving there, as well as when we're there, maybe you want to be part of one of those short-term missions trips. Those notifications will come out through that. Uh, another thing, maybe you want to watch some YouTube videos. Uh, I, know, I know people tend to do that these days. Well, we have a couple up that you may want to see. One of them is highlighted. It's where the, our children were challenged to do little jobs here and there, around the house. But they were challenged in Spanish. Now, if you want to know if they were able to rise to the challenge, yep, you need to watch the video. So you can find that on there. Uh, one more thing. We have uh, a news, no, a prayer card. It looks like that there. If you are interested in in praying for us and keeping us maybe just that on your on your fridge we have some back there for you to pick up we would really love to hear about you and how God has used you and we've heard so much already about people going to Peru and Ecuador we want to hear from you and then you maybe you want to hear from us as well so please do join us at the back to to sign up for that list or on that list so you can get that prayer letter and that would be great if you would do that it's been such an honor to be here to be able to share Christ's mission God's mission in Ecuador and how we are just a small part of that please uh, keep keep us in your prayers as we can keep you in our prayers